Hi, we here at Grace Life would love to help you discover Jesus' unconditional love and grace for you. We pray that this message will be a blessing to you and further establish you in the truth of God's Word. But good morning and welcome to those of you who came. Today, I would like to speak about the importance of flowing in the supernatural. Now, I just like to say when we sang that I raise a hallelujah song, it says, death is defeated, the king is alive. Now, every time we lay our hands on somebody and pray for them to be healed, death is defeated because sickness is a form of death. There was no death before the fall, and with sin came death and sickness. So death is defeated, and it proves that the king is alive. And that is the supernatural power of the spirit. Amen? Amen. So now last week, who who were here last week? If you were here last week, raise your hand. Amen. That's basically more or less everybody. Was there anyone who was not here last week? Uh, A few people. All right. But last week, uh, JB taught on the book of Colossians. And he was saying that one of the most scary thoughts is what is going to happen to people who don't come to know Jesus and receive and accept Jesus. Amen? Amen? And he was speaking about the importance of preaching the truth, the pure gospel, Amen. the truth, because I would like to read you Romans 8, 31 and 32 says, Then then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. So the truth is so important because there is no mention of any other thing in the word of God than truth that can set us free. Amen? Amen. So I like to show, I like to, um, as I said, I would like to talk about the importance of flowing in the supernatural. For example, why why is it important to flow in the supernatural? When I talk about flowing in the supernatural, the, the gifts, the fruits, the seeing people healed, all of this, but why is it? and getting revelations and visions. Why is that so important? Is it so that I can feel excited and get goosebumps? No. It is because the Spirit also reveals truth. So today I like to talk that it's not just through the Word that truth is revealed, it is also revealed through the Spirit. And it is truth that will set people free. And for some people, they need that supernatural Revelation, like the truth, when, when the spirit moves, it can give a word of knowledge. It can give a vision, a revelation that that person that you're ministering to knows that no one would have known but God. So then that proves that God is. Amen? So we need to flow in both. So we have been commissioned to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And I would like to start by talking about three things that people need in order for their lives to be transformed. All right? 
So, Jesus said in Isaiah 61, and then, I mean, it was said about him, and again in Luke 4, 18, that he came to set the captives free. And we saw that the only thing that can set the captives free is the truth. Amen? Amen. And Jesus said of himself that he is the truth. And now I'd just like to read 1 John 5, 7. 1 John 5, 7. So there, it says, For there are three that bear witness in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. And these three are one. So what are they? They are one. So therefore, because they are one, they flow together. They don't flow in three different directions. They flow together. Amen? Amen. Amen. So what is the Father? The Father is love. What everybody needs is love, right? We don't care how much somebody knows until we know how much they care. And he says it is the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. We don't feel drawn close to someone who screams and hollers at us, right? But we do feel drawn close to someone who puts their arms around us and helps us in our time of need. What everybody needs is love. God is love. It says in 1 John 4, 8, He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. 1 John 4, 8. And then we need, we, we saw here, we, so the, we are talking about the three things that people need in order for their life to be transformed. They need the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Those three are one. So now, who is the Son? The Son is the Word. John 1, 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And John 1, 14 says, And the Word was made flesh, and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So we need the spirit of love, we need the word of God, and we need the Holy Spirit. It says in Genesis 2, 7, and yes, so likewise we need, to, we need to see the moves of the spirit, we need to see the gifts in operation, we need to see the flow of the fruit of the spirit, right? So it says in Genesis 2, 7, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. So it was when God breathed into him the spirit of life that he became alive, right? And then in John 6, 63, it says, It is the spirit who gives life. What is it that gives life? Spirit. The spirit that gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. So all that to say, we cannot neglect the flow of the spirit. Amen? Now, uh, I would like you all, if you have brought your Bible, I, see, I'm going to go through a lot of scriptures, so I'm not going to ask you to look up everything. But this one I would like to ask you to look up, and that is John 7, John chapter 7, verses 38 and 39. John chapter 7, verses 38 and 39. See, I'm hoping at the end of the session that we will have some time to step out and practice. 
So therefore, I will give you the references, but I won't have you look everything up, or we won't be having enough time. So did you find John chapter 7, verses 38 and 39? Did you find it? John chapter 7, verses 38 and 39. And it says, He that believes on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because that Jesus was not yet glorified. So what did we see here? That out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Now I like you just to picture a river. Rivers of living waters. Living waters is good. It gives life. That's why it's called living waters, right? But picture a river. What happens if a river does not flow within its banks? It can cause a flood. What and the flood can cause a lot of destruction, death and damage. What happens if a river is dammed up so that no water flows? The riverbed becomes dry and barren, and there's no life. So there are, sometimes there's an imbalance. There's some, I don't want to preach against other churches, but some churches do believe that all you need is the word. You don't need to flow in the spirit. You just need the word. But others believe that, you know, you just need the flow of the spirit and not the word. But honestly, we need a balance of both. So what are the boundaries within which the Holy Spirit should flow? How can we know? When we receive a message in the spirit, how can we know whether it is actually the Holy Spirit or some <coughs> other spirit? because the river of God flows within its banks, within the boundaries. Yeah. And now, the one, the one boundary, I mean, I want us to keep, keep 1 John 5, 7 in mind. We saw it already, that they are one. They flow together. They flow in the same direction. They are one. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are one. Amen? So... <coughs> So the one boundary on the one side is love. But the Father is the boundary on the one side, and Jesus, the Word, is the boundary on the other side. In other words, is what we give, is it born out of a heart filled with love and compassion? Is it within the boundaries of love? Or are we out to expose and cut down? That's not the Holy Spirit. The one boundary on the one side is the word. It says in 1 Corinthians, I'll just share now, read to you 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8, to see what love is like, God's love. It says, love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy, does not parade itself, is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not speak its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil, Rejoices not in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. Bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. 
But whether there be prophecies, they will fail. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. So the most important is love. And love does not hurt or does not provoke itself, does not seek its own, right? Love seeks to help, restore, build up, and give. Amen? 1 Peter 4, 8. 1 Peter 4, 8 says, And above all things, have fervent love one for another. We need to check our motives. Am I doing and saying what I'm doing because I sincerely want to help and restore and make whole? Or do I want to expose, it, expose and put down? What's the motive of my heart? My motive, if my motive is not love, it's wrong. And then it's not the Holy Spirit. Amen? For as I said, have fervent love one for another, for love will cover a multitude of sins. So love does not seek to expose or hurt. And first, and those no, not first, John 13, 35 says, By this will all men know that you are my disciples, that you're truly following Jesus, if you have love for one another. Love is part of the way that people will know that you are of God. Amen? Amen. <clears throat> and then, so that boundary on the one side is love. The boundary on the other side is the word. Of course, we know the word is also love, but in 1 Corinthians 3, 6, it says, who also has made us competent as ministers of a new covenant, not of the letter, but of the spirit. For the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. Like I said before, if it was only the word and no spirit, it would be dry. And it would kill the, the passion. It would kill the enthusiasm. It would kill the desire. We need the spirit to quicken and make alive. Amen? Because if you see, hear something, I've sometimes tried to listen, and it didn't speak to me at all. So it didn't bring me any life. It didn't quicken me. It, I just, you, you don't even... There's no benefit. It has to have the spirit. It has to be life. It has to be life-giving. And then it says, so here are some guidelines that the word sets for when we do minister to others by the gifts of the spirit. It says in 1 Corinthians 14:40, let all things be done decently and in order. So it's not like five people start talking on top of each other. We do things decently and in order. And it says here, and this, in 1 Corinthians 14, 32, the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. So in other words, we can control our spirit. Now if I said, oh, all of a sudden now, I feel the Holy Spirit, and I begin, no, you're all going to wonder what's happening to me. You're actually going to be more concerned about what's going on with me than the message that I'm giving because I'm drawing all this attention to me. But the Holy Spirit, he doesn't even speak of his own. He draws the attention to Jesus, to God, not to self. And as the prophets of God, we have control over our spirits. I've heard of churches where people were just getting very, where people were getting very, very vocal very emotional, very and they were saying, oh, I'm giving birth to something in the spirit. But you know what? When a woman gives birth, it's usually a private matter. Yeah. Very few, if any women give birth publicly. 
So we need to have our private prayer life, but we also, of course, we have our cooperative prayer life. But we need to not draw attention to self. Yeah. We need to draw attention to the Lord, Amen. to truth. It is truth that we want revealed. Yeah. Amen? Amen? Because that's what's going to set people free. So, in Ephesians 4, 14 and 15, it says, and be not, and that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love, may grow up in all things unto him who is the head, Christ. So we are to speak the truth in love. But now it says we are also not to be tossed to and fro and carried about by every wind of doctrine. If a false prophet came in here, and we didn't know it was a false prophet, but began to tell us to do this and that and the other, out of line with the word, if we didn't know the word, we would not know that it was out of line with the word. That's why it's really important that one of the banks or one of the guidelines is the word, or we said, oh, a prophet of God told me to do it. And then we go and do it, and we are completely off. So we need to have a good knowledge, and we need to know that the Spirit of God flows within its space. The love of God on the one side, and the guidelines of the Word on the other. Amen? That's the Spirit. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. (laughs) All right, so... John, okay. John seventeen seventeen. There Jesus said, Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. And then in John four twenty four he says, God is a spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So we see that the word and the spirit are one. For example, you say we must worship him in spirit and in truth. Yeah. We could say we must worship him in the spirit of love and the truth of the word of God. And that is just so important because God wants us to stir up. He wants us to flow. So we need to educate ourselves so that we, for sure we can discern when it is the Holy Spirit and we can allow it. Some are afraid of, of flooding. They are afraid of people getting completely off false prophecies and manifestations and all this, so they dam it up altogether. But a dry riverbed doesn't give life. We need to stir up. We need to allow the flow of the Holy Spirit. And we need to be wise so that we can discern whether these things be of God. And that we learn by educating ourselves in the Word of God. So the Word of God is our yardstick or our measure. We, we, we weigh it. Is that, would that be according to the Word? Is this causing confusion? Is this not love? Is this hurtful? Is this helpful? So now you already know love, what God's love is like, unselfish, seeking to help, give, restore, make whole, and the Word of God seeking to also make everything done in order and what I just, all the points I just gave you, did you get the points? 
<laughs> so that was, I'll just have a quick review, then we do the things in decent, decently and in order. We need the spirit because the letter alone kills. We need the balance. And the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. So in other words, don't say, oh, but I can't control it. Yes, you can. If it's the Holy Spirit, you can control it. Amen? And God is not the author of confusion, and we should not be tossed to and fro. The way we are not tossed to and fro is by having a firm foundation in the Word of God. Amen? And we speak the truth in love. And the Word is truth and okay. So now we're going to talk about the Spirit. So we spoke about love, we spoke about Jesus, the Son, the Word, and now we're going to talk about the Spirit. So in 1 Thessalonians, 5.19 it says quench not the spirit what does it mean to quench that's to put out like you can quench a fire right it says so don't, don't uh, quench the spirit don't stop the spirit don't deny the spirit allow the spirit to flow in Ephesians 1.17 it says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ the Father of glory may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. So we see that revelation, wisdom and revelation comes by the Holy Spirit. Amen. The word of God, yes, but also it is the spirit of revelation. Do you know that if you struggle to understand your Bible when you read it, pray. Pray before you read. Ask the Holy Spirit to give you revelation. Amen? Amen. And you will be amazed at what he will show you. But we need both. It's not enough just to get in the Word. And it, not, it is not enough just to pray. We need to do both. In the Bible, there's a lot of, like God, God wants a just balance. He hates an, an, an unjust balance. We need to, to have a good balance, a balanced life. Amen? And in 2 Timothy 1.6, he says, therefore I remind you, this is Paul talking to Timothy, to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. What gift is in us? The Holy Spirit. Amen. So we need to stir it up. We can't just let it lie dormant. Now, yeah. yeah. Can you so explain that, to us what you mean? Because I'm a simple man. Stir up the spirit. So what I mean, for example, I love to read my Bible, right? But I don't pray. I mean, for me, I have, say I got the wrong impression of prayer, that prayer was a time where I was to bring all my troubles and all my woes and all the trouble and woes of the world to the feet of Jesus. And I had to say, and such and such and such and such is wrong and this is not right and such 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 and such. And I've become weary. I, I don't enjoy my time of prayer, right? So then, so therefore, I don't, I don't pray. So I just, what was the question again? What do we see in your Oh, so, so then I, I decided I'm not going to, I don't pray. So I basically just read the word, but I don't pray. But now to stir up the spirit, I need to start praying. I need to make room. I need to... You know, the best way to stir up the Spirit is to pray in tongues. Every believer has been given the gift of tongues as a private prayer language. 
But if we don't use it, we miss a lot. But I, I was going to get to that, but I'll get to it now because I was asked. But it, said, it says that when you pray in tongues, you stir up, you build yourself up in your most holy faith. And you keep yourself in the love of God. But your faith, what does it mean to have faith? That is where you just believe. Like the world goes by the natural. But when you have faith, you believe in the supernatural. You expect the supernatural. You accept it and believe it and, and go for it. Amen? So you stir up that expectation, that faith when you pray in tongues. And you keep yourself in the love of God. How does that keep you in the love of God? Because when I see, when faith, faith receives, right? For by grace you save through faith. When I pray in faith, I see the answer. And I go, wow, Lord, you certainly love me. This is such strong evidence that you love me. That you would answer such a prayer. I keep myself in the love of God. Because my faith proves that God is and that he is love. Amen. 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 So now we talked about you, you're welcome. we talked about the gifts of the Spirit. And again, I don't want you to look it up, but I, you could write down the reference. So it's 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 11. And this is now what, what Paul told Timothy. And this is not just for Timothy, this is for all of us mm. to stir up. You, all of this is in you. The kingdom of God is within you. And all of these gifts are in us. But unless we stir up, we will never know it. So that's 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 11. 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 11. There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There's only one Holy Spirit. Amen? There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. So is it for your own profit only? No. You stir up, but it's not just for your benefit. It's also so that you may minister the truth, minister the Spirit of God to other people. It is for the profit of all. All. We need to think not just about me, but we need to think about the greater, the overall. What are we called to? We are called to preach the gospel. Why? So that people may be delivered from hell into heaven, from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. So it is for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the spirit, to another faith by the same spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues, but one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. Did you notice that? As he wills. I can't just say, decide before I come to church, Today I'm going to give a prophecy. I will, if the Lord gives it. If he wills it, I can do it. Right? It's not something we work up on our own. It's if he wills it. Uh, and 
it said, I just want to mention briefly, the discerning of spirits. Now that is not the discerning of people's motives in their hearts. Sometimes people have taken the discerning of spirits to discern other people's hearts and motives and judge people. That's not what it's about. Yeah. We are to, for example, we need to pray for the, discern, the gift of the discerning of spirits so that when we get a word, we can discern whether it's from the Holy Spirit or from some other spirit. Amen? And when someone comes, you have a lot of interaction with people from all kinds of walks of life and background. But you need to discern whether they be of God or whether they not be of God before you decide to go into, for example, business or any kind of relationship. Right? So in 1 Corinthians 14.3, it says, But he who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to men. Actually, most of the references I've given you today are from the New King James Version. So you see, if it doesn't edify, exhort, and comfort, then we've overstepped, we've overstepped one of the boundaries and we are causing a flood which causes damage. Amen? Mm. And the fruit of the Spirit helps us to reveal the nature, the true nature of Jesus and the Father. And the Spirit, in Galatians 5, 22 and 23, it says the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. When we display the fruits of the Spirit, that's another way to reveal the Father, to reveal Jesus, right? And by that, people will know that there is something different about you. Just the fact that you can stay loving, or the fact that you, you're not down and out like the rest of the world. What is it about you? They're going to want to know, and that's going to give you an opportunity to tell them about Jesus. When we strive to walk in the spirit and not according to the flesh. Okay, and John 16, 13. So I want to just mention that for some people, they, they will never be reached if it is not for the gifts of the spirit. Some people will only be reached through the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. That's why it's important we stir up and allow the Holy Spirit to flow. But John 16, 13 says, However, when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. And truth, we know Jesus said, thy word is truth. So it will not contradict the word. He will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you things to come. So the Spirit will be according to the Word of God. Amen? Amen. John 5, 19. Then Jesus answered and said unto them, Most assuredly I say unto you, The Son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the Father do. For whatever he does, the Son also does in like manner. So, just to to end that here. Proverbs 10.22 says, The blessing of the Lord makes one rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. 
So there's not going to be a dry riverbed, and there's also not going to be a destructive flood. When we are flowing in the Holy Spirit, it will only be life-giving and bring blessings. Amen? Amen. So now I have, I have a few examples from the book of Acts on how the disciples were led by the Holy Spirit. Some people, you know the book of Acts, some people say that the book of the Acts of the Apostles should rather have been called the book of the Acts of the Holy Spirit. But I personally, I think it should have rather been called the book of the Acts of the Holy Spirit and the Apostles. Because we are in relationship, we work together hand in hand. Amen? And they had to yield to the Holy Spirit in order for the Holy Spirit to be able to direct them. So, Amen. just to let me give you a quick... Um, I want you, as I give you, I give you the references, but we're not going to look, look them up. But as I do, I want you to notice that the Holy Spirit never did anything weird. It never did anything that brought attention away from God, right? It might have done something unusual, the unexpected, mm -hmm. but never something unbiblical. So now here in Acts, well, we see in Acts 2, 4, that they were filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke in tongues. But in Acts 6, 10, it says, they were not able to resist the wisdom and the spirit by which he spake. There we see wisdom by the spirit. And in Acts 8, 29 and Acts 10, 19, it says the Spirit said. So the Spirit told them what to do. And in Acts 8, 39, it says that the Spirit caught away Philip. Remember, he was translated. He was here, here one minute and there the other. And in, okay, here I forgot to write. But in another scripture there, it says that the signified, someone signified by the Spirit. Signified means to indicate, mm. like the Spirit was indicating what to do. The Spirit was giving an impression, was giving guidance on what to do. And in Acts 16, 7, it says that the Spirit suffered or allowed them not. The Spirit stopped them. But you see how sensitive they were to the Spirit? Mm. They knew, they knew the voice of God. They knew the Spirit. They were sensitive. They had sensitized their hearts to the Spirit. And they were yielding so that they were led by the Spirit. And then in Acts 17, 16, it says that the Spirit was stirred in Paul while he waited in Athens. In 18:5, it says that Paul was pressed or compelled by the Spirit. And in Acts 18:25, they were fervent in spirit. In 1921, Paul proposed or settled it, conceived by the Spirit what to do, and bound in the Spirit. So anyway, the whole thing is that there was an inward knowing. There was a sensitivity. There was a being in tune with the Spirit. Amen? And that's what we need to do. Now, I want to say something. I, our... Like, the way we live and the way we tune into the Spirit should not just be for an occasion. It should not just be that someone says, oh, I'm really sick, 
And so I say, okay, well, let me pray for you now. Well, we should, for sure we should do that, but, but the thing is this, that if my day goes in the mall, watching movies, uh, what do you call it, binging, binging movies, one movie after another, and I'm just, my whole focus and attention is there, then we, when you come to me and you're sick, and I said, I can't just, it can't be an event for me to draw close to the Spirit. I cannot just then pray and seek God. It has to be a lifestyle. Yeah. If you want to be strong in the Lord, if you want to really be one with Him, mm. flow with Him, it has to be a lifestyle. We have to live in the Word daily. Mm. In Job he said, Neither have I gone back from the commandments of your lips. I have esteemed the words of your mouth more than my necessary food. How many of us would go one whole day without eating? Generally not. We might decide to fast one day if so, but Generally, we do take time to eat every day, right? So we should take time to be with the Lord every day if we want to grow strong. And we do. I tell you, we want to grow strong because the world is getting darker. Yeah. So we need our light to shine brighter. Amen? Amen. Now, I just want to say, we just, I want to end with this speaking in tongues. Now, speaking in tongues is... One of the gifts of the Spirit, and ooh, in fact, it's a very important gift because it builds our faith, it keeps us in the love of God, and it also says that it gives us rest. It gives, brings rest to our soul. So, sadly, we have all been given the gift of speaking in tongues, but sadly, many do not do it. I want to say, the gift of tongues is very, very important. It is very important. But imagine that you were given a lot of Christmas presents, right? And some were saying there's something very special in this particular one. Now, if that particular one had a very hard knot in the ribbon that you were not really able to untie, but someone had told you this is really important, you really, you're going to be amazed at this one. Just because it had a difficult knot, would you just say, oh, then I don't want to bother. Just leave it. Forget about that one. Would you do that? If you were given a special, special present, but many of us have done that because we, oh, we wait for the Holy Spirit. Oh, I, I can't do that. Yes, you can do that. You can open your mouth and you can make baby tongues. Lapa, lapa. You can all... Have you ever held a baby in your lap and the baby was da da dee dee and you were da da dee dee, gata? That's all we need to do as newborn babes. We can act like newborn babes. Da da dee dee da. We can all do it if we want to. But oh no, what are people going to think? We have to, it says, to enter into the kingdom of God, we have to become like a child. Does that little baby worry about what you're going to think when he goes dee dee da da doo doo da da? He doesn't care, care about what you're going to think. And we have to be like that. We have to please God rather than men. Mm. And that gift exercised in you is going to bring you over. Mm. That's what's going to strengthen you. You need it because you need the life-giving flow of the Spirit. Amen. And it is the Spirit that quickens. It's not enough for you to just get the Word. It is good to get the Word. You need the Word. But you need both. You need both. We all need I also need more. And it's a journey we are on together and we are growing in this together. We'd love to hear from you. If you'd like to connect with us, 
or if you'd like us to pray with you, please contact us at info at gracelife.co. If you'd like to order more resources or discover more about us, you can visit our website at www.gracelife.co or find us on Twitter, Facebook and YouTube.